Welcome to the nitty gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or practical details of a subject or situation. We get asked all the time how to communicate and meet the needs of our children in all various ages and developmental stages. How do we navigate the challenges and life struggles, learning challenges, and most importantly, how do we talk to our children about living a life with Jesus? While we both have read a plethora of books, listened to all the podcasts, and have a beautiful community with an abundance of support and wisdom, when it comes to the nitty-gritty heartache of parenting, the only source that remains true to help us navigate is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that guides us, nourishes, sustains, and gives us everything we need. So no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, where you're at in your journey, we hope that this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus. Um, okay. Hi guys. We're back. This is actually going to be our last episode of the season. We're going to take a little sabbatical and brainstorm and pray and kind of get pumped up for season two. So it's our last episode, but it's our first guest. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from you guys heard the episode with um, the ladies from our women's group. So I guess technically our women's group was like our first guests, but this is like an actual, that was like Bible study you got to listen in on. <laughs> this is like, hey, we're having someone. So anyways, her name is Demara Onora, right? How do you say it? It's Onora. Yes. Hey, Onoha. All right. Um, spelled H O N O R A T. Correct. Yes. Give us, give us your best, worst anyone's ever said your last name <laughs> with the accent. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask Siri to pronounce my last name because she calls you Damara. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Damara, just sent you. I'm like, ew, Siri, no. Okay, so um, yeah, anyways, Damara's here with us. Um, I go to church with her, and we are in a women's group together, and we got placed at the same table and in, in this like women's Bible study that we had and I was worshiping and she came, it was her first day coming and she was like next to me and she was worshiping and her hands were moving. And there was just like, I looked over and I was like, Oh, like Jesus is with this one. <laughs> like the Holy spirit is strong with this one. <laughs> and I was like so excited. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know what she's doing and what she's feeling or hearing, but I am totally like it was amazing. And I was like, I can't wait to get to know this woman. And so over the last, I guess it's been about, oh, oh, it's been a while since like May, right? April. Yeah. So since May, we've just had like a steady incline and something that we like to say, it's like our flames are like coming together. It's like our flames are attracted to one another and it's Holy spirit. And so I'm so excited. She's here tonight. Um, and if you want to say anything, about yourself, your life, what's going on, go for it. Um, no, but I will say that first day that I met you, I was so drawn to you because of how open and welcoming you were to me. I was, I just, I'm like this person brand new. I didn't know a single person in the place, but when I left, I literally had the thought, I want to go back because Shell 
<laughs> made me feel so welcome. And it was just like this just inviting presence that you had that just made me feel like I was already part of the group, even though I hadn't known anybody there. So I think that is such a blessing. And I've learned on this journey of just watching you and how, how you bring people in. I've started to pick up on how to bring people in by just watching you. So thank you for that. And oh man, you're gonna be crying. <laughs> it's like that flame thing too, right? You're talking about the flames. It's like I immediately felt your flame and I and I feel like I learned something just by watching you be you. So it's really cool how God's working in both of us. Yeah. Great. So Tamara and I are meeting for the first time tonight too. And I'm so excited because she's like shared some amazing things that Tamara has shared with her and prayed with her. And so I'm like the listeners, I get to, I get to hear all fresh and exciting things from you tonight too, but tell us like, what is, what is something about you that is important for us to know tonight? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Like, I know oh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm like, other than you being an amazing prayer warrior and human being that Shell loves, what else? What else can we know about you before we start talking? <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, um, you know, I kind of just feel like I have truly walked through a lot of fire and a lot of storms. And I think like what the Lord has done is really teach me how to, to find my flames and my, I call them my band of brothers that can kind of walk the fight and walk it out with me. And I guess I just, I used to be such a solo person, just like flying on my own, like this bird that just flew and just went where she wanted to go and like was so focused on me and just like how I'm going to get from point A to point B. And I think like the one thing that I'm, that I'm really taking away in this season is how I cannot fly alone. Like I need my flock with me and I need those ones that are going to come alongside me and propel me and kind of um, carry me through. And then I get the chance to kind of lift up and carry and propel others through with me. And it's like this life that we're living is so not meant to just be by ourselves. And I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but this is one thing, this is one thing about me that I think I'm like discovering. So I'm telling you what I'm discovering about myself. And then the listeners can hear as I'm discovering I love it with me. Um, Cause you know, we can go, I could tell you my whole backstory and tell you all the crazy and trauma and this and that and this, but for the right now, this moment in eternity, like that's kind of just who I am and where I'm at is just learning how to just be in unity with other people and how to fly with others and how to bring others in. Like we just kind of talked about and just, you know, just keep going and lifting. And it's not about the circumstances. It's just about us all like chasing eternity together. And I, I couldn't, I can't do that on my own. And for a long time, I thought I could, I was like, just praising and worshiping Jesus hands going every, it was just me in the closet. And then finally he's just like, Nope, you need a tribe. And I'm like, okay. And then he plopped me into Santa Clarita. And so, <laughs> so how long, how long were you 
like walking with the Lord or consider yourself a Christian before he stirred that desire for community? Wow. Um, well, I first gave my life to the Lord when I was 12 years old, but it was, it was actually during like one of the most traumatic kind of times in my life. I was going through a lot. And so I, I believed in him and I trusted in him, but that was as far as it went. I didn't go to church. I didn't do a lot. I prayed, but I didn't actually know what it was to have a relationship with God. So it was very much me on my own from 12 until 26, when I rededicated my life to the Lord through a whole other story. Um, but he, and he kind of like, he really did bring me into a community at that time, but I wasn't ready to unlock my heart and share it with people. I was still, I still had it locked up, mm-hmm. but I was able to at least witness what it looked like for others to open up and share their vaults with other people and see healing take place. So I was a witness to that, but I wouldn't say that I necessarily participated in it. Um, and then that, that season of my life was over and I was, you know, it was kind of just me and my husband for a long time. And then really probably in 2020, we, you know, with everything that was going on, but even before that, we really kind of both looked at each other and we're like, we're not going to survive until we find community. We both just, we were like, we don't have community. We don't have other couples. We're trying to get through this life together. And it is not enough. Like we can't do this alone. And we were having an extremely difficult time finding community. And so, you know, you just get to that point where you just completely surrender it to God (laughs) And then somehow he like just plots out the trail for you. And then you're like, oh, this is how we get there. And then he gets us there. And so 2021, at the very end of 2021, when we moved to Santa Clarita, I was extremely resistant to going to a new church. It was really hard for me to, you know, to go back to like bigger, a bigger church. And, you know, I was like, how are we going to find community in this giant church? I'm like, that's not, (laughs) that's me thinking. Um, and then eventually the beginning of 2023, gosh, it's all, it's barely been a year. That is crazy. Yeah. We started going to the church where I met Shell in the beginning of 2023 and God just planted us in with amazing people. It was like one introduction after another just led to like the right people. And now my husband and I have couples that we're meeting with regularly. And, you know, I have the women's group and he has a men's group and we're actually growing closer together as each of us is, is, is growing in our relationships with community. It's crazy. It's like, that's, you know, you think you got to like work, work, work to get together together. Cause we had a lot of problems in our marriage for so long. It was really like, we're fighting to like, what is going on, God? Like, how can we heal this? And really like community is what healed. It's not, I think you just took a sledgehammer to lies that people have about followers of Jesus, about what our life with Jesus is supposed to look like, about what church looks like. I mean, your trusting God and growth in the process literally was like, and I'm not supposed, or I'm supposed to be alone. Bam. Nope. Knock that lie down. (laughs) 
Like, I can't go to a big church because I'm not going to find community at a big church. Bam, let's lock, knock that yeah. light down. I can do this life with Jesus alone, and my husband is doing his own thing. Bam, no, you can have your thing and he can has, have his, but look at what God is doing in your marriage because you're also doing things together and serving together. And I just like, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, Jesus, look at this. It's like all these lies that people believe about and insecurities and things that stop people from moving forward and the i'm never going to find community because look i've been praying and i've been asking for it and i haven't found it and it's been so long god must not want this for me because i haven't had it yet and then here you are damara telling us how long it took you but then you didn't give up you just faithfully kept following what god was having for you and it's like here is the fruit and look at how god is blessing you now not just for yourself but now for your husband because you were in unity together and it's like god had you walk out all these other things to get there and i'm just like yes knock down these crazy lies that people believe and like tell us your life this is exciting <laughs> i was so excited too i was like oh my gosh she's like poster child right now for people that have all these excuses and it's just mm -hmm. like there's no excuse like yeah. there isn't yeah but like, i think that's that's looking at life through and you kind of alluded to this a little bit, Demara, but it's like that's looking through our life through the lens of our circumstances telling us what's happening versus looking at our life through the lens of Jesus and his promises and that he's going to fulfill them in his timing for us. And we cannot give up in the process because we don't know when his timing is coming. And you just persevered and you just kept going and you're like, my eyes are on Jesus and he's going to be faithful to these promises. And maybe you weren't thinking that the whole time you were walking it. I don't know. Sometimes you're walking in it and you don't know what's coming, but like, hello, you weren't focusing on the circumstances that were telling you otherwise. You just kept moving forward. And now you see what God's doing in the abundant side of it. So, yeah. And it's awesome too, because he still uses everything for good, right? So the whole time prior to us finding that community, he was working out so many things in my heart, so much in my husband's heart to where when we actually did find that community, we were more of our authentic selves to be able to plug into the community. Mm. And it's almost like there's a part of me, I look back and I can be grateful, like, wow, thank you, Lord. Like you, he really just dug in and got rid of a lot of stuff and prepared us for that season where we would find community. And, mm. and it's like, and we never got behind. I love, I love how God continues the journey. And, and even though you might think, oh, I'm stuck, I don't have community. I'm like, I'm, I'm not growing, but it's like, he grew us into the, into the exact place that we needed to be in order to like fulfill our, like our purpose within the community that we have. So I'm like, I'm still able to offer something and, and now able to receive. Whereas the first time he tried to plug me into a computer, I was a community. I wasn't able necessarily able to receive. So, and my husband as well, we were both kind of a little lost during that season. So it's good. He's so good. I love that you brought up the picture of birds flying in a flock though. And I think that God has used the whole life of how birds work in how you've walked this with him. It's like a little bird can't start flying in the sky with a flock. Like they've got to stay in their little nest and they're 
their mommy's going to chew up their food and, and feed them. Right. And like, God did that for you. And you're like, okay, it's me and you God. And then when you were ready, that's when he sent you soaring. But then even in that community, like when birds are flying together, there's the leader. And then there's everyone else that like the rest of them aren't the ones that are putting in all that effort to lead the rest of the flock. They're kind of, um, like kind of catching the draft of the leaders in front of them. But then at some point that leader has to go to the back and then catch the draft of the other ones that have been saving up their energy. And so it's like you're you and your husband. And as you're building this community, you're now able to share this like, okay, we have this community surrounding us and we're now soaring and we're going to collect the others behind us who need to catch our draft and get that energy from us. Like we're doing the work and we're up here and now we're going to pull them. And then when they're ready, they can kind of take the lead. And it's just this beautiful picture of how the body of Christ works. It's not this like ladder to climb to be something amazing. It's this teamwork of just catching that drift of the Holy Spirit, like pouring into us and helping us fly together. Ah, that's just beautiful. I love that. That's such a good, that's what I was trying to explain. Like he was working on us so that we were able to fly, you know, we're up here. We're not just like tearing on somebody else's wing, trying to hold on. Like we, he built us up during those hard seasons Mm -hmm. able to fly. It's funny too, because I've had this little like group of birds, baby birds that have been following me around the last couple of weeks. And every time I walk my dog, they're like, chirp, chirp, chirp. And they like follow me around. (laughs) And I was recording them a couple of days ago. And my husband's like, are these, are those birds just following you? And I'm like, yeah, they just keep following me around. (laughs) I just love how he confirmed. He's always like confirming things through nature for me. Yeah. So cute. Now I have all these, maybe it's like, now I have baby birds that I get to help train up with the flock. Yes. <laughs> so good. I love this. Um, okay. Well, before we get into this, I mean, what we were just talking about also just goes right into what we want to talk about tonight, which is perspective. Um, so let's pray before, before we get started. All right. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for already an amazing time just talking tonight whenever me and Danielle get to do this and now Demara coming to join us. It's always just such a blessing to commune together and to talk and to point it all towards you. So we thank you, Lord God, that our words are your words and whatever we speak will speak life into others and it will just meet them right where they're at. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, okay, so I want Demara to share a story. <laughs> I want her to share a story that she shared with me that literally just like shifted my perspective. She shared a few stories, but this one story in particular was just, I keep hearing it repeating in my head when I find myself in situations and just being like, okay. So, um, the, you want to talk about the, where you lived in LA by the river? Oh, are you talking about the spider story? Yeah. I didn't want to say it. Cause I was like, I don't know no. if you can tell it. No, you can say spider. So yeah, that's the spider story. <laughs> but I'm like, my brain was like, what did I share? What did I tell her? What's the story? I don't <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. the guest, and guess what? You're up first. <laughs> But I'm telling- I was like, talk about being put on the spot. Like, Sue, so you said something really profound and <laughs> like, uh, say it again, exactly how you did the first time. 
Probably not going to sound as profound. No, it you you got this. Tell it however you're going to tell it, and it's going to be amazing. Well, okay, I don't remember exactly how I told you, but I'll try to I'll try to (laughs) go there. Um, I lived in Sherman Oaks for a while in a in an apartment, and our specific unit happened to look right over the LA River, and so we were like one of the very few apartments that actually had a view. We got to see trees and birds and like there would literally be cranes sitting up on the trees right in front of our balcony. And it was, it was amazing. Like I didn't see another neighbor and actually our balcony was up high enough that I didn't even really see the parking lot. (laughs) So I got just this awesome view in the middle of Sherman Oaks, like right off the freeway, right off Woodman. And if you live in LA, like that's impossible. <laughs> you usually <laughs> concrete or like the neighbors, like even in the house that I'm in right now, I can look out my window and I like can wave to the neighbors in their hallway. I'm like, Hey guys, what's up? It's, it's a little awkward, but I didn't have that in my little apartment in Sherman Oaks. So one day I was kind of looking out the window and I noticed there was this giant spider web that had just appeared on the window and I was, and I hate spiders. Like I hate them. I mean, who doesn't, but I really hate them. And I'm really, and I was really, really obsessed with keeping my balcony very clean and stuff. So the fact that this intruder even showed up on my balcony was like horrifying. And so I was just like, I was just sitting there staring at this web and this giant spider on my window. And I just felt the Lord speak to me. Hello why are you staring at this web when there's all of this beauty just beyond right behind you that I've given you to, to look at? And I'm like, Oh, okay. And he's like, and this is, this is where like, I really started my journey of like healing my mind and healing a lot of just old thought patterns and stuff that I had because it's, it's such a simple switch. It was like, it literally, you know, when you take your eyes and you focus on something right in front of you, especially something as like thin as a spider web, you can really focus on that spider web and you can let it take all of your attention. And when you do, it completely makes everything behind that spider web. That's beautiful, oblivious. Cause all you're doing is focusing on the spider web. And he showed me how a lot of times in my thought life, even how I was just kind of like focusing on the web when there was just all this magnificence of God just beyond the web, like literally just a flick of your perspective. And and now I see the birds and I see the cranes and I see the beauty of creation that he's like placed right before me in front of my eyes. And so when I actually got that revelation and really like allowed it to sink in, I kid you not that night, I didn't know spiders do this, but apparently like if they don't like the place they put their web up, they will like actually roll it up and like clean it up and get rid of it and move to another place. Did you know that's a thing? No. (laughs) (laughs) The spider packed up the web, like it packed it up and just got out of there. It was gone. Like the whole thing was gone. There wasn't even a trace of it. Like it was just, it was, you know, you'd think the spider would just be like, I'm just going to leave it and I'll go build another one. But they actually, it actually cleaned up the entire web off my window. Thank God, because I'm like, I am not about to get out on my balcony and kill the spider (laughs) and clean up the web. 
Um, I, so yeah, so that was my perspective story. And that's kind of where I've really learned to try to go to when my thoughts start focusing on, on negative, it's just Mm -hmm. like, God, his magnificence is so much greater than these little tiny things that get us all worked up and all like anxious and out of control, you know? And that's where, is that the story? That's the story. Yes. No, that was, (laughs) that was a story. And that's exactly, I mean, yeah, like you guys know, you both know, I've been sharing with you, like, it's been a really tough week for me and I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, is it spiritual? Is it hormonal? Is it both? Where am I? lacking in leaning into God? Where am I leaning towards control? And it's just been this, like, I'm just staring at the spider. (laughs) And even though there are real things happening, I have found myself like forgetting to see the magnificence. Right. And I'm like talking with God and I'm asking him and then I have breakthroughs and then I'm like up and down and then I get, get down on myself. And that's something that I was talking to my sister last night that he's been showing me is like, it's okay that if one moment you're on a mountaintop and the next moment you're in the valley, like that is life. And I'm like, okay, I am learning to like, and it's not to justify my behavior or anything like that, because I can still respond in a certain way, but I just sometimes I know all of us probably feel this way as believers will be like, I can't believe I'm even thinking this way. I can't believe I'm even going there. This is horrible. I was happy an hour ago and now I'm like in the darkest of dark places. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, someone needs to put me in a mental (laughs) right? I'm thinking this, but then God was like, stop doing that. Just keep coming back to me. Keep fixing your eyes on me, keep your perspective on like change your perspective from everything else. And just back to me, you only need one perspective, my perspective, Mm -hmm. keep trying. You're going to fail. It's okay. You're human. You're going to fail like all of that. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I was kind of going off on like a rabbit trail right there, but, um, this week with it being so much, so many moving parts, moving, you know, being in a different state, being with the kids and husbands to home, all this stuff, the spider web kept like it literally is just like in my mind of like shell hello like it's just a spider web and i'm like mm-hmm. okay and so i'm having to just surrender and when people ask me how i'm doing even if it was 30 minutes ago i was doing bad god's like stop having shame if you're having a breakthrough right now like so like i'm doing great i had a breakthrough like why is it so hard for us to like mm-hmm. even utter those words it's like we don't deserve it. So we shouldn't even be saying it because is it really true? Is it really happening? Right. And it's like, no, that's like another perspective. That's like, get out of here. So anyways, mm-hmm. just that spider story has, and along with the other two stories that you shared are just like ruminating in my mm-hmm. head. And even though I can get off track very quickly at moments, it just zip brings me back in. And this is exactly what you were talking to Demara about just like flying in the flock and, you know, building each other up because, when you first shared that with me, even whatever it was like, a, I guess like two weeks ago now, I was also in like a funky spot and it like pulled me out of that. And then I was like, oh, I had a good week. And then but I'm like, oh, nope, here this goes again. But it's like, it's okay. Like, what's God trying to show me? Like, mm-hmm. I really have to get that into my soul of like, what perspective am I supposed to be gaining right now? What am I supposed to be learning right now? Mm-hmm. I've not been doing the best at it the last few days, but I'm like, I still keep trying and, you know, 
I love this analogy of a spider web though, because I think we can look at it from different perspectives <laughs> the whole time you were talking about it, Demara. So I'm at the age with my kids where in science we're looking at like the elemental level of things and how atoms and molecules come together. And then we're looking at things under a microscope and just examining the way different things look in different lenses. And when, as you were talking about the spider web, my tendency and what God has been working on my heart with perspective is how to see things God's way and where I'm at with that development of perspective in this season is my tendency with that spider web is to want to get out all the cleaning supplies and take it away. I want to go and I want to get that spider web out of there. I want to smash that spider web or if it's outside, you know, whatever, release it. But I want to just clutter, declutter, like get that, get that out of my view. I want to see it clearly. And what God is showing me is, hang on a second. I made that spider and I made that web. Let's take out a lens that you can see it deeper and clearer. Why is it there? And when you look at a web and you look at a spider under a, a different lens where you can see the details more clearly, suddenly our eyes open to be in awe of the intricacy of God's creation. So we can use tools like a magnifying glass to see something larger. We have to use a microscope to see details and nuances of cellular structure that we can't see with our naked eye. We need a telescope to see space in a different way that we can't see from here. We can still look into space and be like, oh, those stars are beautiful, but a telescope gives us an even grander view of what it is. And it's like my spiritual life needs the lens of scripture. My spiritual life needs the lens of the Holy Spirit to see that God is working in every single one of those situations. When I want to take something out of my life that seems like it's gross or destructive or not the way that I want, God's like, pause, Danielle, take a deep breath and see what I'm doing here. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to get rid of it. Yeah. I am doing a work here or I am in this moment. I am present here. And I have created you and the people around you with, like, we can see a spider and be like, oh, this is poisonous. This is yucky. It's going to harm me. We can see people's behavior around us as yucky and harmful and not something we want to be around and we want to correct it or we want to walk away from it. And God's like, wait, there is beauty there that you're not seeing through the way you're receiving it. You're, you're hyper sensitivity <laughs> to the the mood in the room you're right like we joke well i'm a highly sensitive person i don't want to put that label on me but by definition like the way that i respond to my environment around me and how moods and emotions and other people's um feelings what's going on even if someone's not speaking how they're feeling i'm just very sensitive to the environment around me and that's something that God has created me beautifully to experience and it has helped me to have empathy for a lot of people and see situations that maybe need God's love in them. But the flip side of that coin is I can get elevated very quickly inside and feel very out of control. And that's an area where God is like, trust me in this. I'm doing something. And so um, I went on a little rabbit trail with that. But to bring it back, it's like God is like, wait a second when you want to 
get that clutter away, when you want to squash that spider or whatever it is that's making you feel so elevated inside, who am I in this? I am faithful. I am with you. And I love these people that you're with just as much as I love you. And maybe they don't know they're loved. And so this is your opportunity to quiet yourself and move my spirit into the situation. Dude, it's like the, uh, we were just talking about this when you were saying, you said, I was literally thinking of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 40. I'm just looking it up 43, 19. Like I'm doing a new work and you're like, mm. you're telling me how you and the kids were talking about, do you perceive it? And what actually perceiving it means and how it's like perspective mm -hmm. so talking about that i was like oh my gosh talking about isaiah 43 oh my gosh do you have that verse open i'm gonna pull it up right now okay so this verse my kids and i have been or my family my, my husband too we've been memorizing this verse and um it stopped me in my tracks i've read this verse so many times and it stopped me in my tracks recently because i was like whoa 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 like I've never read it this way before. So shall read it and then it um um TPT that had the perceive it because the uh, NLT says do you see it? Let me see. Oh nope, it's not TPT. I think it's NASB. Okay. Or okay. maybe it's um uh, sorry, I don't nope, nope. It could be NIV. Let me try NIV. Hold on. Yep, it is NIV. Hey, hey, <laughs> NIV does hit. <laughs> it, you know, when I, I realized, I was like, oh, I think I pulled out my Bible from like that I've had since eighth grade, and it's <laughs> NIV, like the original NIV translation. <laughs> Everyone from junior high has an NIV, yes. and then you somehow graduate, and your brain graduates a little more, and you're like, okay, I need a little <laughs> more than NIV now. But then sometimes it comes back. It's like a little throwback. You're like, yeah, hey. Right. But sometimes they also, we've talked about this a million times, every translation of the Bible, somehow the Holy Spirit can breathe something fresh into our perspective by reading it written different ways by different people that are following him. So anyways, read the verse. Okay, great. And, uh, oh yeah, just it's 18 and 19, I think. Uh -huh. Yeah. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. <laughs> I was like, do you not perceive it? That is, that is God saying like, okay, I've given you this promise. Do you not see it? Like, I, I'm giving you this promise that I'm going to spring things up in this wilderness for you. I'm going to give you water in your lonely places, in the places that feel so desolate. I have given you these promises. Are you not seeing it? Are you just so focused on how hot it is, how dry and weary and how hard it is and how long you've been walking in this drought and how exhausted you are and how everybody's complaining. And so you've gotten sucked into the complaining with them and, you know, complainers find each other people like to commiserate with each other and it's so easy to get sucked in and i am so guilty of if somebody is having a hard time sometimes like me wanting to be empathetic or being empathetic i'm like oh my gosh i'm so sorry that's so hard and then it can that empathy can spiral into a place of even complaining or commiserating about the hard things and I see this verse and God's like, do you not perceive it? Like perceive is our perception, the way we see things. And God knows 
that we see things through our clouded human lens. And he put a scripture in his word to remind us that we see things in a human way, but he wants to open up our eyes to see things his way. And he takes us back in that verse. Like, do you not perceive it? I've already promised you something. I've already promised you abundance. Are you going to walk in the abundance of my promise? Are you going to walk in the my faithfulness and trust my faithfulness? Or are you going to continue to perceive your situation in the dry and desolate places? Even though like the water's right over there, you're going to sit right here and stare at the dry ground that's by your feet? Or are you going to look up <laughs> and see that I'm leading you to this water that is right here? <laughs> like, <laughs> just look up. That's so good. I love those moments reading God's word. People are like, oh, it's so boring. I just, I don't know how to read God's word or I don't know how to read the Bible. It's just so boring. I don't know what to do. I get it. I've been there before, but now that I read it as much as I do, there's times where I'm like, okay, I just have to be diligent and open my Bible this morning. My brain is not activating, but I I need to do it because I know it's important and God tells me to, and I'm going to, I'm just going to go through the motions. There's other times and God is just so faithful that his word just jumps off the page like that. And my mind is like, I have never seen it this way before. Or have I even read this verse? I know I've read this verse, but it seems like it's so new and so fresh. It's like our, um, it's almost like our spirit. It's like our, our mind is connecting with the original language of our spirit. Mm. You know, it's like, this is this is actually how we are supposed to communicate. And this is actually how we are supposed to commune with God and commune with others is the way that he communicates through the word to us and how we hear from the Holy spirit as we're reading his word and hearing from him. Mm-hmm. And it's like when those jumping off the page moments happen, it's, I feel like my spirit's just like, Oh, this is, this is me. Like, this is actually like, this is how we, we originally communed and communicated with God. It's so cool. And actually, it's funny. I have this quote in front of me that I wrote down that Bill Johnson said. It's He said, don't allow what is temporary to rob you of delighting now in what's eternal. And I think, so don't allow the temporary things to rob you of mm. delighting in the eternal. Mm. So like, you know, with the spider web, it's like, I can focus on this temporary thing or I can focus on where I'm actually the language of who I originally am, which is in eternity and just like praising and glorifying God. And that's really like what we're made to do. It's just to give him glory for his nature and who he is. And so instead of focusing on that web, I'm just like, Oh, look at how beautiful you are. Look at how amazing you are. Look beyond, you know, that thing. And then that's where, you know, the Isaiah 43, it's like, what, what is eternal versus what is temporary or like, what is in Peter, they talk about the imperishable seed versus the perishable, like, let's focus our eyes and our ears on what's imperishable because those things won't waste away. All this other stuff is going to waste away, but our glory unto God and our praises unto him, that, that goes on for eternity. Like that stuff is always going to go. 
like the vibrations of our praise towards him will continue to vibrate throughout all of eternity. But one day, all this stuff that is not of him is going to just go away. So why give any attention to it? Easier said than done. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like my brain goes all around the spider it's funny when you started talking about spider webs and looking at things under you know microscopes and stuff like oh my gosh is she gonna tell me this story about how amazingly beautiful spider webs are i was like i was waiting for the snowflake story you know when you look under a microscope at snowflakes how they're all like beautiful uh i'm like is that what a spider now i want to see what a spider web actually looks like under a microscope It's well, funny. have you ever seen a spider web like after a fresh rain and you see like the water droplets that are just like glistening and suddenly it's not like that dusty, gross, like mm-hmm. stuff that you walk through and you can't pull off of your clothes because you're like, right? Like the part that's like, oh, get this off of me. Like you stop and it's, it's like glitter. Yeah. <laughs> it just twinkles with the sunlight shining through the water droplets. It's it actually happened so to me last week. I was looking out of my window. This is my new house, not in Sherman Oaks in the apartment. And once again, there was a spider web right outside my window. But this time it was on a tree <laughs> and the sun was just rising and it was like shining in on the spider web. And it was one of those dewy mornings where mm. it was kind of glistening. And I was staring at it and my husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, there's a spider web out there. And at first I was kind of mad, but then I was like, wait, that spider web is in its proper place. Mm. What I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't on my window. Mm. It wasn't in this like place where it was not supposed to be right in my view, right in my lens, like yeah. it right beyond the window on the tree. And I was just watching it and, and I wasn't mad. I was mad for a second, but then I realized I wasn't mad. I was like, wait, I'm not mad about this. And I didn't do anything about it. And I just left, let it be. And I looked at it a few times throughout the day. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it stayed there, but it was, it was peaceful because it wasn't obstructing my view anymore, but I knew it was there, but it was okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Different. Well, in a different perspective. Yeah. Right, a different way that you were seeing the situation and how it affected you because you were looking at it differently. Yeah, it's almost like those old, it was almost like the Lord was showing me how the old mindsets, the old patterns, they don't have as strong of a grip on me anymore. It's like I can take what used to trigger me and I can put it in its proper place and I can look at it and I can be grateful and I can just let it be. You know, I can just release it and just let it be now. Whereas before something like that would just be like, <gasps> I mean, right. I, I'm learning this about myself a lot, which is like little things that used to trigger me and bother me. It's like, why? It's not, it's not when you, when you wrap your head around God's perspective of it. And it's like you said, or was that shell that said like, it's, it's okay that it's there. Like, it's going to be, you said that it's going to be there. Mm. said that. And it's just to let it be like you were saying, let it be. And why is it here? And let's like find God's perspective. Yeah. Let's see what it's like. Let's ask God why it's here instead of trying to take it into our own hands and do something with it. It reminds me of this quote I heard recently by um, Pastor Dan Carroll. He's a pastor at Water of Life Church. 
And he says perspective determines direction. So in other words, how we perceive things will determine how we live. So how we see the circumstances around us is going to lead us into the choices that we make about them. And so when we can take the lens of, I mean, we all have a lens that we see life through, whether it be traumas we've experienced, whether it just be our upbringing, even if we are raised in a loving home with great parents and siblings, and there's still a way that we see the world and everything that's happened to us in our life is going to affect the way that we see things. And so we have to be aware of what it is that is that has formulated this lens that we see. And when we choose to put on God's lens, because even if we are raised in the most wonderful, loving home environment, it is still a home environment of people that have sinful nature and we are all broken individually individuals in need of a savior. And so all of that plays into how we see the world around us. And at some point in our life, we have to humble ourselves to take off our broken lens and see it God's way. Because as soon as we see it God's way, that's going to be, that's going to determine the choices we make with our life. 